Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. The guardrail we're going to be talking through today is God does his best work in the context of relationships. And we thought it might be fun to mix it up and instead of doing a sermon, just take some time and sit under the power of personal stories. So we're going to have some folks come up here and share just what God has done in the context of relationships in their lives here at the Vine. So first up, we've got Anna. So for those who I haven't who haven't met us, um, we're the Sandvicks, and that's John, and then Blake right next to him. Um, we have been so blessed to call the Vine our church home for the past five years and be a part of this launch community. When we first heard about the opportunity to to be a part of the launch team, we were filled with a sense of excitement, fear, and a little anxiety, probably more so me than John. Um, He seemed to be immediately and without hesitation that this was the path that God was leading us on. I, on the other hand, was excited but cautious. What purpose would I serve? What do I know about starting up a church? How would God use me? And recently, we just found our way back to the church after the birth of Blake, So you could say that we were rusty with anything Bible-related. Turns out it wasn't how many Bible verses we could memorize or how much knowledge that we had about the Bible, but rather how could we build the church and live out his word. The launch turned out to be a wonderful experience. It consisted of weekly gatherings filled with vision, prayers, love, and community. Also included was a competitive egg hunt, um, a trip to the winery, fried chicken, potlucks, Rudy's barbecue, and at one point we even had our feet washed by our fearless leaders. I believe I may have slipped away but was found and taken out of my comfort zone, kind of like today. It turned out to be a wonderful experience. Our community continues to grow and our friendships are more than just a Sunday morning hello. These are the people that we do life with and break bread with. They are what keep our life centered on Christ. Joining a Vine group and serving in this community has helped us from these special friends- form these special friendships. I never thought that I would be working in Vine Kids, not because I don't love kids, but because I didn't feel like I was teacher material. Turns out I can show God's love through caring for the babies in the nursery and blessing the families in the community through our compassion team. <sighs> Take a breath. Um, Vine Kids have also been a blessing to our son. The joy of watching your child groove to the worship band and dance like no one is watching. The fun weekends that he has experienced with the Vine community at Pine Cove Camp, sharing what he has learned has made it, and also what he has made in the Sunday school classes. And then of course, the race to the donuts after service and the many rides on the loading carts. And of course, followed by a fun game of tag with Mr. Nick. Being a part of this community has also impacted our lives in other ways and opened up new doors for us. We'll be forever grateful for the love and encouragement to step out of our comfort zones, place our trust in God, and pursue new career paths. This community was a huge influence on our careers, and I truly believe that God was working through these individuals. We are so excited for what the future holds for the vine and are excited to be a part of this all-inclusive, love-filled community focused on God's grace. My name is Shannon, and my husband, David, back there, um, we have been at the Vine for a little, about four years-ish. My personal experience at the Vine community can be summed up into one word, and it's safety. For those of you that know me, 
Well, I've recently understood that I'm an Enneagram 6, and apparently safety is very important to me, and I would agree with that. Um, I have not always felt safe in church, but I do here. Our family, our little nook, um, have experienced some difficult life circumstances over the past few years. And those circumstances have led me to question my faith, to doubt, if there even is a God. I've had some hurt, some caused by well-meaning Christians. And all of these feelings, a little anger sprinkled in with it. My family of faith, my new family of faith, my Vine community, my awesome Vine groups, whom I've loved dearly, and even our little Vine interest group, our 42 group that David and I led pre-COVID. I miss you guys, and I love you. Um, we, all these people from all these different areas of the Vine have loved me through all of these life circumstances um, without judgment, without pressure to feel something different than what I was feeling. And this beautiful active community is reciprocal. And that's what I love. It works both ways. We care for each other. We celebrate each other with joys and we weep over those life circumstances together. And yeah, we doubt and we get hurt and sometimes we get angry because life can be messy. But we support each other and we keep seeking after Jesus in the midst of all of it. Some say that in community your joys are twice as good and your sorrows are half as hard. I do believe that, and I believe that that's what our vine is here for, 100% for all of us. You also hear people say that God is big enough for everything you have, right? All your doubts, all your fears, your anger, God can take it all. But I don't know that I've ever really truly believed that at my core until his people exampled that to me. When I saw God reflected in his people, that's when I really got it. That's when I believed it at my core. So not only do I feel safe now, I feel safe to question and I feel safe to doubt. Don't remind me of this later, but on a small scale, I look forward <laughs> to many more years of wrestling through the messiness of life, wrestling with scripture searching for Christ in the uncertainty and searching for Christ in the uncertainty of scripture. Finding Christ not only in those tough times, but also in those sweet moments of joy. And there's plenty of those too here. That's what the vine is here for. My experience proves that it's in those little places, the good and the bad, that that's where my faith grows and deepens the most. Those are just my words and that's just my experience, but one of my very favorite authors, Henry Nouwen, I think puts this in a nutshell a little bit more eloquently. He says, community makes God visible. And so just for a tiny moment on this wretched, rainy Sunday, look around at this beautiful community that showed up and the beautiful community on Facebook right now. <laughs> That's what the vine is here for that. Henry Nouwen goes on to say that nothing is sweet or easy about community. Community is a fellowship of people who do not hide their joys or their sorrows, 
but make them visible to each other as a gesture of hope. In community, we say life is full of gains and losses, joys and sorrows, ups and downs, but we don't have to live it alone. We want to drink our cup together and thus celebrate the truth that the wounds of our individual lives, and we all have them, they seem intolerable when we live them alone, but sources of healing when we live them as a part of the fellowship of mutual care. That's what the vine is here for. So thank you to our Vine community. Thank you, Mark, for leading us in that direction. And happy anniversary. Hey, y'all. Uh, man, going after two uh, awesome stories is tough. So uh, I'm Stu. If I haven't met you, um, you know, you might have seen me doing guitar-y things over there. Um, I think I know most of y'all, some better than others. Uh, so I've been going to the Vine for like, I actually was thinking about it last night. I was like, oh, I think it's about three years. But then I remember that Bo, you know, the little dude in the rain boots, uh, was born <laughs> uh, since we've been going to the Vine. And, you know, uh, we had friends from this community there in the hospital with us. Um, so it's kind of crazy. This has all gone by like insanely fast. Um, also, I like to date our tenure with uh, the Vine as also we were there at the Brody Homestead. Um, which really, as I was thinking about uh, this sort of prompt and getting ready to chat with y'all, um, made me really reflect on how we got here and why we've been around for all these years now. Um, it kind of took me back to the first Sunday in the barn. Uh, so Nicole and I went with, uh, it's probably just Ruby and Ada at the time. We were like, if for any of those that were there, remember those like kind of awkward like childcare rooms upstairs. Um, I was like flustered trying to figure that whole thing out. Uh, and then met Mark within like 30 or 45 seconds. Um, and actually, it was like this crazy thing, you know, we went to lunch later in the week, uh, Wahoo's RIP, we went there. Um, yeah, and Mark, I don't even know if you remember this, but you posed this question to me, like, okay, so like, why were you there Sunday? What brought you? And uh, I did have this thing in the back of my mind where I was like, I wanna be 100% honest with this dude, and I don't wanna like sugarcoat it. So I said, honestly, out of a sense of obligation that my kids should be in church. So I didn't, and I was like, I don't want to be there. I didn't want, uh, yeah, I didn't want that to be the thing that I was doing. Um, and so to give you the backstory on why that answer was so dark and weird, um, it was just because like the years leading up to us finding this community were pretty tumultuous. Um, there's great things out of all these seasons, but really tough things as well. So I grew up a pastor's kid. I've grown up... Uh, from, you know, when I was like 15, started playing in worship bands, it would like travel all over. So I have a little bit too much of the knowledge of the inner workings of how things work in church, um, to be real honest. And so there was quite a bit of just stuff that I was holding on to from that. Um, and really, like in 2011, we went through this insanely tough season. The uh, details are kind of pointless a decade later, but just know that it was like this ugly thing. We kind of, unfortunately, the church hurts people, and we were in that bucket, and that was why when Mark asked that question, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm just doing this because I feel like I should. Um, and so uh, I think ever since answering that first question, I really have kind of adopted this mode with this community that I don't want to be any sort of representation of me. I want to be me, and I want to be honest with everyone. So if I had one word, it's probably either honesty or authenticity. Um, and I feel like answering that question that way in the in the first place really has opened up 
doors because as I'm more honest and authentic with people, uh, they give it back to me. So like, um, you know, I think it's a testament to this church that when we went into lockdown, you know, the, the thing that I missed the most was getting together with y'all. I missed um, playing music here. Uh, selfishly, I do this because like Bryson, who plays drums, we've been playing drums, or been playing in bands together since he was 14 and I was 15. It's like, we're just like old buddies. I've known Brian since like 2004. I've known Nate since 10 or 12 years. So these are like some of my closest buddies. And, um, and so, yeah, like whenever lockdown hit, uh, it was just nuts. We like didn't have our Vine group. We didn't have the kids and Vine kids. Um, yeah, didn't have this music connection. Um, but what it highlighted to me is that we do have these insanely meaningful relationships, and that's like what is keeping us here and what is the stickiness of this church for us. Um, so I really think the Lord has used the Vine for our family um, to take us from that place of being like, no, we don't want to be here to where when it went away for those first couple of weeks, we were just sort of desperate for it. Um, and two, I think 2020 put a huge uh, stamp on that. We, as a family, went through just a ton of stuff. You know, we all had this, like, gradient of pain across going through a pandemic. Uh, it was highlighted for me at work where, you know, parents were having a rough time, but also, like, single people living alone in an apartment, you know, not being able to get out. That was a whole other world of pain that I wasn't aware of. Um, and with with our family, we went through three major health diagnoses and treatments and these like earth-shattering crazy things on top of a pandemic. Um, and so I really don't know how we would have gotten through the last 15 months without y'all. Um, Mark specifically, like I don't know how you keep up with all this. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, I want to maybe just end with saying thanks to y'all and, uh, and just accepting us where we were at. That's like the main thing um, and that we don't have to be fake to be here. So that's it. Five years, five years ago, uh, a little over 20 people put their hand in the middle and said, let's do something that's for more than just ourselves. So five years ago, we met at a barn and uh, took that expression of community and opened it up to the city. And five years later, here we are. We had a simple goal of, let's just put Jesus at the middle of people and their needs and their hopes and their dreams and just see what it's like if we just try to follow Jesus together. And uh, uh, God has been so, so good. From that small group of people, um, a little bitty movement was born. And this little bitty movement is a part of a great big movement that Jesus did 2,000 years ago. And we're just a part of that story, kind of like this, this, this room even, you know, Mercury Hall. This was a chapel in Mercury, Texas. Has anyone been to Mercury, Texas? No. But whoever built this building had no clue that years later in Austin, Texas, here the vine would be until it becomes a condo <laughs> in January. Well, it's Austin. Um, God has been so good. And it's all been because of a mutual sense of commitment that people have together, and of course, because of God's abundant grace and provision and God's love of the church. So when you think over this past year, I just, 
I think that um, this has been a year for many churches. They're just grateful to survive 2020. And as I look back at this year, God has been so faithful to us to provide all that we have needed from, uh, from this place, be able to gather here, to the new people have jumped in, to new staff members who uh, we are incredibly blessed by. God is not done. God's not done with this movement. And I see actually that God is preparing us from as the fog of COVID seems to be lifting and the fog of 2020 seems to be lifting as well. It seems like God is not wanting us to simply just restart, like pick up where we left off. I think actually God is preparing us to relaunch, to begin again. And this is the Christian narrative, is this the work of Christ to renew things, to bring about new life where there was old so, you know, here we are five years later, and we are relaunching our church. And this time we don't have 20 some odd people with our hands in the middle. We have 110 adults who I am inviting. Let's put our hands in the middle with one another. Let's relaunch this church with one another and make Jesus the most important thing that we're about. Our only issue, our only agenda, our only strategy is Jesus. You know, uh, I've shared this with many of you guys, but um, our son Jack was born the very first time our launch team met. And so I always have this visual about how old our church is. Right now, Jack is five years old, obviously, and he is just now, we really are getting to know his personality. We're like really getting to know who God created Jack to be. His voice is coming out, and the dude is running around all the time. He has so much energy. And for me, in many ways, this is a picture of our church, who we are. Five years into it, it seems like our little personality is coming out. We, as a church, I think are finding out who God has created us to be. Our voice is becoming known. And friends, like, I'm ready to start running with you. I think God has a plan for us. And I think the more that we link arms and begin to run after what Jesus has called us to, I just am so excited about what God might do with this movement that we're a part of. So as we relaunch, I want to make the most of everything that God has provided. And a lot of that is just making most of the friendships that God has provided. So uh, in, the, in the next coming weeks, you're going to hear more about something called neighborhood gatherings. Uh, I'm sure many of us are done with seeing each other on little squares on our computer screens. We are ready to see each other face-to-face. Even this morning, I'm feeling just a sense of energy of being together. And so we are going to start gathering together, getting people together in the same neighborhoods. Uh, Because a lot of times, we don't know that we live right around the corner from other people. I remember when we were at the last moments of of being with Wayne Gonzalez, I reached out to a couple people. Uh, Nate Vasquez was one of those people. And uh, Nate texted me after I reached out to him, and he said, I had no clue that the Gonzaleses lived like two blocks away from us. We've been part of church for years, and we just didn't know that we actually live in the same neighborhood. And so for me, I wonder if there is something that we could do about being the church in our neighborhood, of actually being like the, the presence of the body of Christ in our neighborhood for not only just for a sense of friendship, but also for a sense of purpose of what God might want to do in each of our little spots within our city. So we have seven different neighborhood groups that are going to begin, uh, neighborhood gatherings. And what that is, it's, the agenda is simple. It's just become friends with people that, that live near you. We're going to gather monthly. 
And uh, that's rolling out in this, uh, in this coming uh, couple weeks. Another thing that we want to be a good steward of is God's provision in a new space. This has been an incredible gift, I believe, from God, as we've been able to gather out there on the lawn, our kids being able to be in this space. But uh, summer's coming, right? And uh, so the lifespan is like sh- just very, very uh, slim right now. So for months and months, we were praying for, looking for perhaps where God might have us the next season of life. Uh, someone contacted uh, Kent Redding, who was just spearheading that work, being so faithful with it, um, and said, would you guys be interested in meeting in this place called, called the Texas, this is a beautiful name, by the way, great marking, Texas Federation of Women's Clubs Mansion. So, uh, I think Kent was like, women's club? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, So, he began to look at it, shared it with many of us. Some of us were like, I don't know about the location. So, the Texas Federation of Women's Club, we will now for always call the Tex-Fed building, is located on 24th Street, Mopac, just uh, west of Mopac. You what? Yeah, yeah. So, 24th and San Gabriel, just west of Mopac. Thank you. No, no, I hear you in the back. Thank you. Keep me on my toes. Uh, so it's, yeah, just west of Mopac, right off. <laughs> okay, let's wind it back. Start over. Five years ago. Five years ago. Okay, so just east of Mopac on 24th Street in San Gabriel. I would use a slide here if I could have one. Um, so this, this uh, place is is. It's awesome. It's an incredible space for us. Uh, for many of us, we were concerned about just the location. Uh, I live at William Cannon in Mopac. Is that correct? Right around there? Uh, it took me 12 minutes to drive there on a weekday. So for me, I was like, oh, it's not as far as I thought. And this space, um, you know, for us, it provides a sense of permanency for us. We have moved five different times in our five years. Some planned, some not planned. We've been forced to move five different times. And so this place is, uh, gives us, we signed a three-and-a-half-year lease with another four-year uh, extension if we choose to be there. So we are excited about having a place where our roots can grow. It's over 11,000 square feet. So our issue there is not like, how can we cram as much kids in this small enough space? It actually is a space for us to get creative, it has, gives us the opportunity to dream about what we might want to do, uh, not only uh, uh, space uh, in, the, in, the, in the actual location, but also space in our time. We're given more time to be there. Uh, included our leases also. We can have evening events occasionally. Uh, and this is for, also for us, our leadership team, and for me personally, this is more than just a change in location. We really felt that God has invited us to expand our vision for how God might use us in our city. So in, historically, we've called ourselves a, a church for South Austin, and God continually brings people from South Austin as well as other parts of Austin. And by making this move, we really want to widen our scope of how God might use our little community for the sake of the city. And so we're pivoting for being a, to being a church for Austin, what God wants to do in Austin. And so uh, we're broadening our vision to do that. Uh, this for me is also helpful is that two churches recently have met there, and they 
they stopped meeting there not because they folded or they couldn't make it, but because they continued to grow and grow until they actually needed a permanent space. And so the track record is that this has been a really meaningful place for churches to thrive and flourish. And then lastly for me, being located really close to uh, University of Texas campus, even as an Aggie, I love the idea of how God might use our church to deepen uh, the intergenerational culture that we have. I know for me personally, I would have loved as a college student to be in a relationship with people like you. And I think that God just really could use our community to bless these young people and, and likewise for them to be a blessing to us as well. And so our plan is to begin meeting there June 6th. So that is, we have two more weeks here. Uh, to wear our shorts and our tank tops. And uh, then on June 6th, we're going to start meeting at the Tex-Fed building. Uh, to give us a snapshot, a little glimpse of it ahead of time, I ask that you guys would save the date on Wednesday night, May 26th. We're going to have a time where we're going to tour the building together. We're going to kind of dream about how we're going to use that space for our church community, and we're also going to pray. We're going to pray over this space and have some worship in, uh, in that ballroom there. Um, if you have any questions, we actually created a website, uh, thevineaustin.org backslash location. You can see all the different questions you might have and pictures of the space. Um, so uh, that for us is we really feel like that's what God's in- inviting us. As we are relaunching our church, we're going to do so in that place. But for those who have been around, you know for our church, it's not only about a location. It's not only about where we meet on a Sunday morning, but we exist to follow Jesus in all of our lives. So my encouragement for you is to jump in. I know for many of us during COVID, we have kind of taken a back seat. Uh, Churches feel like more of something that we just get to when it works for our schedule or something that we come to when, when or our podcast whenever we want to. But for us, as we relaunch, this for me is just reminding me of the very beginning of the days when 20 some odd people jumped in linked arms together, and created a a sense of movement. So when we relaunch in June, this is my invitation for you, is to jump back in, to commit to one another and to Christ. Um, I also just finally want to say that uh, five years into this, I absolutely love this church. I love you guys. You guys are an incredible community. I'm so grateful to be, um, be church with you. And in this next chapter, I just want us to recommit ourselves to following Jesus together. That statement is simple enough because it's enough. It's enough in everything that we do. So, uh, Vine family, happy birthday.